0: Have you heard of Anchor? Well, it's a free app where you can create and record your podcast right from your phone or your computer. This is what I use to create Chicana Mom's podcast. The Anchor will distribute a podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you my story, my story as a Chicana, and my knowledge, I am a certified health coach, a therapist, a mother, but an overall Chicana. We all have many things in common, but I know for sure we have one thing, that our parents sacrificed their lives to immigrate into this country for a better life. I have created this community for you, my Chicana sister. Porque unidas, creamos cambio. Hey Chicana Moms, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. Thank you so much for deciding to click at Chicana Moms Podcast and to hear me out on these topics that I love to share with you. Um, I always try to give you an example of my life and today I wanted to attach it to something that I unfortunately went through um, about a week ago and it was one of my biggest like nightmares you guys like it was one of my fears of of ever being hit by a drunk driver like I would always see it on tv and I'm like god please like can't just people understand the importance of not drinking and driving. And I would pray. I'm like, siempre me presiona el carro. I don't know if people do that. But I do that every single time I get on the freeway. <laughs> so I don't care. It's something that I feel that it's a reminder for myself. God is with me. Um, and I'll do the nombre del Padre, el Hijo, el Espíritu Santo. And then I just like drive. Um, but that was one of my... My fears of being hit by a drunk driver, and unfortunately it happened. Thank God it no one was hurt. Our cars were got messed up. Um, but let me share with you that experience um, I am the oldest cousin, and um, I have my son who's seventeen. And I just love the fact that they like to spend quality time together. So um, I like to take them out and just like explore. And one, they're really good kids. So it's not like I'm going just to see what they're going to be doing. No, it's not even like that. It's just that I just love to spend time with them. They're just amazing young kids. So on this Friday night, um, or I think of a Saturday night, but, um, I had my little cousins, I had my son and I had my best friend's daughter with me. So I get on the 60 freeway and I had, before I got on the freeway, I noticed this man, like, well, this person, cause I wasn't sure if it was a female or man, but, um, he was like swerving a little bit and he was going really slow, but I didn't think anything of it. I don't know why, but I just kept going. Um, and I, like a mile away from where I first had seen him when we got on the freeway, um, I was going about 50 miles an hour or so. Um, and he hit me from behind. It was very scary um, because, you know, cuando no te esperas un golpe, like it's like the worst. Thank God we were all okay. Um, but I think. I'm not sure if he was going to take off or not, but I followed him. And I think that he probably thought the first thing I was going to say was to cuss him out. For me, you guys, I don't know, like, this is my second car accident. And in both situations, I've been hit, like, I don't hit someone. Thank God, because I don't ever want to. Um, But I don't i don't get mad one i don't know them they don't know me it's i can't take it personal and it's an accident the first thing i said when i got off the car i said are you guys okay um i guess they were thrown off because they probably thought i was going to cuss them out but no i did not cuss them out and they look a little cholito looking um kind of guys but i don't you know they did and just because they did didn't mean i had to get all like ghetto and stuff because judging them no that wasn't never my intention I just wanted to make sure everyone was okay so they were you could tell they were thrown off as to what the hell like why is she being so nice like we just hit her like it was it was interesting but um unfortunately he was under the influence I did ask him and he said he had drink, he had drank um alcohol and um it was just like a little bit of chaos, um, in that situation, he said he didn't have driver's license or insurance, but, um, I mean, at that point when they say that, what can you do, you know? Um, so we, I, I didn't end up taking my, my youngsters, um, to, we were heading to Santa Monica, the pier, but it didn't happen, and I guess that's okay, we can go another, another time, Um, but I just made sure at some point to kind of help them process, like, are you guys okay? Um, I'm going to share with you something that I was kind of like shocked, but on me, like I've had, I know myself, like when there's something that happens, it doesn't hit me right away. It takes time so it can like, just like click. It's so weird. And it's understandable. It's my, my mind just trying to not trying to keep me cool, you know? Um, but I felt it like on Saturday, on Saturday, I felt it like a week later. I felt this anxiety, like I would replay in my mind the way I was hit and how it felt. And, and it's so normal, you know, the anxiety kicks in, like, or you know, like that. And I'm just trying to bring myself back to be like, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Like that didn't happen. I'm alive and I'm so grateful. Um because I I believe in God and mi virgencita like I'm just like thank you so much. I, he is like looking out for us. Um and I'm so grateful. So so grateful. Um wear your seat belts all the time. Make sure that every passenger in your car behind you has a seatbelt. You might assume they do. But always make sure you look back and see. Um, all of my youngsters in the car had their seatbelt on. But I'm just saying that, damn it, like, sometimes we assume, right? You get into the car and you think like, oh, um, you know, but you never look if they actually did. So I think it's really important um, because it's it's scary out there. I mean, as I'm telling you this story and I was, uh, as I experienced it, obviously myself, like, it takes me to, to think about that gentleman, I don't, I don't know if I should call him gentleman, right, he wasn't a gentleman, he wasn't being responsible, but either way, like, the man that, um, was intoxicated, obviously, as a therapist, I just think, like, what is his story, you know, I'm, it's, to me, it just looked like it wasn't the first time, um, Based on just how he was like talking and certain things he was saying like and I just think like it sucks, like he probably has a story of of not feeling belonged or not feeling loved and and I had a lot of compassion for him, even if yeah, unfortunately it hit me, you know, but it is what it is, and I'm just grateful everyone was okay, um and then I just said, you know what, like this numbing thing in our society is getting out of fucking hand like it's getting out of hand the cost of living is ridiculous. the stress sometimes people don't have time to have quality time with other people in their lives. so parenting gets affected, you know, like trying to be there with our kids as much as we want um, this numbing thing is serious, and i'm just I'm not just talking about substance abuse, but I'm talking also. But, you know, other things like gambling, um, it can be from smoking um, consistently, always like anxious and nicotine and, you know, all this anxiety, um, shopping and I mean, so many things that unfortunately we use as human beings to numb our body, sometimes eating disorders or like um, you know, just eating a lot, overeating. Um, food that's not healthy because we're just sometimes depressed or bored or whatever it is. But I think this numbing of emotions is something that many of us at some point um, have experienced or are still going through it. Um, and unless we get that professional help to be able to help us get out of that gunk and just own our emotions is what's going to be able to give us some sort of like guide to know how to get to that healing place that we want. So yes, every individual is very different. Um, Maybe I've always said this before, like it can take a therapist to help you. It can take reading a book. It can take watching a badass like YouTube video that's going to motivate you. It can take a stranger to give you advice. Like, you know, it could be a teacher, a coach. It can take just one person to just have you understand the importance of life, or even you within yourself, bringing silence into your life and realizing many things about who you are and what you want to do in life. But either way, in today's topic, you guys, I want to really talk about this numbing our emotions and just to be able to to expand that like in our minds and in our hearts so that we can understand like am I numbing my emotions and if so how the heck am I doing it because sometimes we're effing up sometimes we're you know we're living we wake up every day without realizing that throughout the day we continue to numb and it's it's danger zone it's danger zone to the fullest. Um, and I think we need to really reflect on that individually if you feel you're numbing. Um, and I'll share some of my experiences as well because no one escapes at some extent the numbing of emotions because we're human beings and we're just trying to survive. We're trying to love and be loved. And we have these high expectations that are very unrealistic sometimes. And it's really hard to just bring ourselves down to this realistic approach and not fight reality. So, I guess, you know, let's just get started on this topic of numbing our emotions. So, emotional numbness is when we numb our mental an emotional process so we shut out our feelings and pretty much what happens is that it becomes a way of life to protect from further emotional or physical pain because obviously if we've been hurt emotionally or physically it's it doesn't feel good obviously like you know common sense but one of the things about emotions is that it like provides us like an automatic feedback um, that can keep us safe. And for example, if you know like, hey, I it triggers me to talk to this specific person because they make me feel, you know, they're always shaming me. Those emotions are there so that you know how you start to feel when you're in front of that person if that makes sense or when you talk about specific situation or when you think of an experience that you went through that wasn't um that wasn't good that it hurt so it's better to shut it out out of sight out of mind and let me just kind of put you away and we beca- we began to numb and you know what the emotions are also like a good thing okay They can motivate us to take action and empower us to make decisions in our lives. Even if they're good, good emotions and those emotions that we don't like in our lives. Um, But an emotional numbing is a protective defense. So we have to really kind of take a step back and be like, what am I protecting myself from? Whatever numbing situation that you're going through or that you know someone else is going through, the question is like, what are they trying to protect themselves from? From a situation um, that they experience that obviously they don't want to relive in their minds, but it's still there because they haven't been able to talk about it. Sometimes it takes every single human being a very like the time frame of healing is very different. So when we make that profound decision to speak out and share something very scary for us or a situation that we went through, um, it's a lot of vulnerability, you know, because we don't know at some point or how are they going to take me? Are they going to judge me? Are they not? Are they going to understand me? And I've had people um, tell me, you know, it's just sometimes really hard because even if I talk to you about it, it's not like the situation that I went through is ever going to go away. And my input is always like, who told you that by not talking about it um, would not help you? They said, well, I did. I'm the one that's been telling myself, even even if I talk about it, nothing's gonna happen, but obviously, um you know when you talk to a therapist, we implement c b t cognitive behavior therapy to be able to help them you know shift those negative thoughts to positive and it takes it takes a while for for you to recondition that mind to not think so negative. It takes work, you guys. And I think that's where, as human beings, we we want the time. We want so much time in life, but we don't appreciate it. And we even if we have it, sometimes we rather use it for other things. Which is like the energy and the time to numb versus to confront our emotions. Confronting our emotions is, it fucking sucks sometimes, but it's our responsibility to be able to just own them. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. And that is okay. That's okay if everyone's different. And just because certain family members, you know, in our lives um, have healed a little sooner than than us that's still okay it's not a raise like it's not a competition we should never view life in that in that manner um but our emotions are part of us human beings and and anytime you feel sad and anytime you feel drained anxious frustrated angry disappointed just close your eyes put your hand on your chest Breathe, take these deep breaths and remind yourself you are a human being. That you are not the only human being with these emotions. And it's a proven fact, you guys. It is a proven fact that as human beings, we have the ability to heal. If at some point you thought in your mind that you're never going to heal stop lying to yourself because it is possible I think at some point we want things so fast that it's like it's too much work never mind I don't even want to think about it and that's where a lot of the numbing comes so whenever we we numb pretty much what that stops us from doing is experiencing pleasure in our lives we also stop engaging in positive interactions as a chicana you know i i would see a lot of my uncles and um like drinking a lot and as i got older it's always like alcohol is always like a must when you go out to have fun um i don't drink beer the only thing I will drink here and there is tequila. And when I say here and there, it's not like every week. No, it's like in a month, I could honestly use one hand to tell you how many drinks I've had of tequila or shots. I should say not drinks because shots. <laughs> but I see that sometimes, you know, when we take that shot or for those who drink more than just a shot, you become... Like, not you. You become sometimes very emotional. You become happier. Um, You become maybe aggressive. But that is not who you are. That is a stage of numbing. Because of sometimes having a difficult time. Just being in this space of owning our emotions. Because sometimes they fucking suck. Sometimes they do suck. And I learned a way throughout my life and in getting input um, that emotions are like visitors. And they're going to visit you to teach you a lesson. It's for a reason. You have to be able to do the work. Why am I feeling sad today? Why am I feeling anxious today? You guys, we know the answer. We know the answer. Sometimes we refuse to admit the answer. And sometimes some people need a little push to be able to understand what that answer is, but the answer is always within you. In therapy, as therapists, we don't give you the answers. You come up with the answers. So if at some point you're listening to this and you're like, wait a minute, you're telling me that When I feel depressed or when I feel sad, I mean, well, same thing, right? But when I feel anxious, I have the answer within me. And why is it it that I am not using it? Because it requires, it requires for you to process those emotions a little bit more in depth. So that you're able to understand where the root is but the answer is within you now another thing that's that emotional numbing stops us from doing is being part of like social activities being present right um it interferes with openness for intimacy sometimes it's holding ourselves back it's kind of like you know i want to be with a partner but I really don't want to express how I really feel about them because what if I get rejected? Because all my life, I've grown up being rejected, especially by my mother or my father or previous relationships. So that word rejection has always been with you, which is something that triggers you and scares you. So it's better just not to be in that place of just being you. And a lot of the times with like, emotional numbing, um, it interferes with problem solving. If you drink, um, if you overeat or uh, if you are addicted to shopping, if you're addicted to pornography, whatever it is, um, at that point, you're not able to rationalize many things that are in front of you because you are distracted you're distracted by that numbing so if there's a problem in your life and you're like oh my god this is so stressful and i just can't deal with these like emotions you won't forget it i'll deal with it later so you have a difficult time learning how to confront a problem and to solve it because you already conditioned yourself to just numb because at some point in the present moment it feels like okay it feels good but the problems in your life continue to creep up. So it's really important to learn how to be able to solve these problems. But it has a lot to do with reflecting with ourselves. Like, what are we emotionally numbing? What are we doing? Me personally, you guys, like in the past, and I've shared this in previous episodes, where shopping was like my addiction. If I was bored... What store am I going to go to? No salía de la Target. Like, oh my goodness. Like, it it was weird. I would go for one thing. And I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. But either way, even if we're not alone in that, at the end of the day, it's some sort of like addiction. Like, I need it. I need it. I find myself right now in my life decluttering my home. I have been doing it for a while. And it is the most amazing fucking crazy beautiful feeling ever just removing things i would look at things you guys i'm like why the f did i fucking buy this like why did i buy this oh my god it's just crazy the things that i just felt so stupid of like why did i buy this thank god i have improved don't get me wrong i still like to go to the stores but i'm extremely more cautious but that was something that Really, I felt that at some point it was eating me alive. Um I feel more in control. I'm not perfect, okay, but i am I do feel more in control as to where my money is going to. Learning that we vote with our money, you guys, it is awesome. I always try to purchase things that I need that I can use many times in other areas if that makes sense. One of the things for me is that I love purses. So I found myself getting these like small and medium and large purses. And now I've decluttered to where I'm like, I have these purses for these events and they match with everything that I have in my wardrobe, like in my closet. So it's, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the wardrobe, the uh, capsule wardrobe but it is that's what I've been using for the longest time already um because I love a lot of like solid colors and you can mix and match with whatever and black is my favorite color and no I don't think it's depressing but I just think it's elegant that's the way I perceive it I don't know but anyways <laughs> I'm just sharing with you how my previous addiction of shopping really wasn't bringing me in this in a, a safe emotional place in my life and and this is where i think a lot of people might probably thought the same thing because i i would be like well at least i'm not hooked on substance substances i don't drink i don't smoke right and i'm like yeah i'm it's okay i'm i don't have a problem but then when I started seeing, like, I felt so overwhelmed that my drawers, your stuff on the closet, the hangers, the, all that started to affect my mental health. And I would get so frustrated. And then my husband would be like, do you really need all of these things? And I'm like, yes, you never know when I'll need it. That I stopped saying. I'm just like, no more. I got to this point of just accepting my emotions and being and and this is what I would tell myself, you guys, like, I would tell myself, like, you know what? I'm bored. And that's fucking okay. It's okay if I'm bored. I don't need to go shopping. I'm just going to clean and organize my home. I'm going to declutter. I, put, I I love Pinterest. I get ideas. Just, as long as I get one slight, like, idea of how to move one thing for one area, it's like, my energy and I go full blown and I remodel I use the things that I already have because like I said I already had so many things that I had purchased but I start to remove declutter get rid of